Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen Center for Media Evangelization in Ewing, New Jersey. Welcome to Come to Me with Jim Manfredonia. Stay tuned for an hour of talk, reflections, and meditations on topics that are important to today's Catholics. And now, here is your host, Jim Manfredonia. And a very good day to you, my friends. Welcome once again to Come To Me. My name is Jim Manfredonia, and as always, I love being here with you, and it's a great joy to share this hour together every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, as the Lord allows us, live at 4 o'clock on these domestic church media radio stations and all of our other platforms that we use to bring the joy of the gospel and the Word of God out to so many people in a world that so much needs it, my goodness, day in and day out, every time you wake up, you're thinking, now oh, what? And uh, uh, Anyway, I'm, I'm praying you're having a, a blessed, a happy, and a holy June 10th already. A sweltering day outside, but that's all right. It's June. Before you know it, we'll be putting up the Christmas lights. So <laughs> let's not rush through it, though. Uh, but it seems like, you know, we really kind of found ourselves in this whole um, pandemic situation. It was the end of February, early March, and uh, here we are already, the, the almost the middle of June. How fast time is flying, and how how much everything is changing day in and day out. But the one thing that doesn't change is our triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we know that our Lord walks with us, with us through all of this, and if we stay close to Him, the rest of the world can't have any effect on us. Jesus has conquered the world. He is Victor King. So anyway, I'm happy you're here. It's Wednesday. The Holy Father this morning over in Rome did give his uh, weekly general audience, and so I'll share some of that with you. He's been talking about prayer, and I'll share that with you. And then I want to go back to, we started, we did it last week or started it last week, uh, back on the fourth Sunday of Easter Our Holy Father, Pope Francis, uh, gave a teaching on discerning and distinguishing the voice of God from the voice of Satan. And I I found this piece in, is it Aletia? Aletia? Um, Anyway, Catherine Hattrop uh, kind of expanded on that. Ways to determine, a uh, little mini lesson on how to discern if it's God or Satan speaking to us. You know, we've got to be careful because Satan can come to us as an angel of light. So you really have to have a discerning spirit to know um, the voice of God and the difference between the voice of God and the voice of Satan. So we'll t- I think she did a good job in breaking this out a little bit. So we'll do that as well. But before we do that, my friends, I do invite you to join me and all of our domestic church media family tuned in from all over the place. (laughs) Uh, You know, when we first, I I, I have to chuckle because it wasn't that long ago when we first opened our second station. It was uh, 2011, so that's nine years ago. It will be, is it nine? Yeah, nine years it was in May. Um, Wow. But when we opened our second station over in Freehold, we were then reaching the Jersey Shore area, and of course our AM station here in the Trenton area 
uh, reaching the shores of the Delaware, I would say we're coming to you from coast to coast. But literally, I can say that to you now because we go all over the place with all of these media platforms that we use to uh, bring these programs out to you. So you never know who's listening or praying with you and praying for you. So raise up those special intentions now, my friends. Let's pray for our country. Let's pray for our elected officials, especially our president. Uh, Let's pray for those who are victims of injustice and hate. And let's pray for our police who are under such horrible attack in so many parts of the country. Uh, I don't know about you, um, and I don't really know any police officers personally. Um, I've met some, obviously. Uh, And I know in every area of life, there are bad people. There are bad radio broadcasters. There are bad school teachers. There are bad uh, um, uh, clergy men. Uh, There are bad cops. But the majority of all of those and every other area of life, legitimate area of life, 99-plus percent of those people who are in those areas, in those vocations, are good people who are there doing a good job, a great job in so many ways. And so um, we we have to pray for our, our... you know, we have to pray for, we have to pray that people sincerely look for and embrace truth. That's the key. Because, you know, the term fake news has been thrown around so often, and we know it's a fact. We know that there's a spin on everything. Um, and we know that, uh, and I know, especially through the media, uh, this is, you know, because here we are, I am in media. I know it can be a very manipulative tool if you only give people certain information and this is their source of how they're forming opinions, it's what they believe. So we have to pray for truth. Of course, here I pray, my friends, at Domestic Church Media, you come to receive that truth whose name is Jesus and all that he brings to us. And we're going to pray now. So let's raise our hearts and minds together as family. And we pray uh, the prayer first that our Holy Father gave us uh, to our Blessed Mother, praying for an end to the pandemic. And from what we're seeing, hopefully this thing, although I know Dr. Fauci said it's long from far from over, let's just get it out of here. Let's just pray the Lord takes it and gets rid of it. We begin, my friends, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We fly to your protection, O Holy Mother of God. In the present tragic situation, when the whole world is prey to suffering and anxiety, we fly to you, Mother of God and our Mother, and seek refuge under your protection. Virgin Mary, turn your merciful eyes toward us amid this coronavirus pandemic. Comfort those who are distraught and mourn their loved ones who have died and at times are buried in a way that grieves them deeply. Be close to those who are concerned for their loved ones and who are sick and who, in order to prevent the spread of the disease, cannot be close to them. Fill with hope those who are troubled by the uncertainty of the future and the consequences for the economy and employment. Mother of God and our Mother, pray for us and pray to God the Father for us, the Father of mercies, that this great suffering 
may end and that hope and peace may dawn anew. Plead with your divine son as you did the Cana so that the families of the sick and the victims be comforted and their hearts be opened to confidence and trust. Protect those doctors, nurses, and healthcare workers, volunteers who are on the front lines of this emergency and are risking their lives to save others. Support their heroic effort and grant them strength, generosity, and continued health. Be close to those who assist the sick night and day and to priests who in their pastoral concern and fidelity to the gospel are trying to help and support everyone. Blessed Virgin, illumine the minds of men and women engaged in scientific research that they may find effective solutions to overcome this virus. Support national leaders that with wisdom, solicitude, and generosity, they may come to the aid of those lacking the basic necessities of life and may devise social and economic solutions inspired by farsightedness and solidarity. Beloved Mother, help us to realize that we are all members of one great family and to recognize the bond that unites us so that in a spirit of fraternity and solidarity, we can help to alleviate countless situations of poverty and need, make us strong in faith, persevering in service, constant in prayer. Mary, consolation of the afflicted, embrace all your children in distress and pray that God will stretch out his all-powerful hand and free us from this terrible pandemic so that life can serenely resume its normal course. To you who shine on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope, we entrust ourselves, O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary. And we'll pray our prayer to St. Michael the Archangel and also the Subtum Presidium prayer to our Blessed Mother. Holy Father asks us to pray both of these prayers uh, almost two years ago. Every day, he said, pray them every day with the specific intention of protecting the church from the attacks of the devil. And so we pray, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle, be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us always from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And we pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray for us, Venerable Archbishop Sheen. Pray for us, St. Pope John Paul II. Pray for us, Our Lady of the Good Remedy. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, again, my friends, I thank you for joining me and praying together on this Wednesday, June 10th. And again, remind you that coming up on Monday, uh, which is the 15th of June, it is the third Monday of June. And as he does on every first and third Monday, our good friend Bruce DeBacco will be here with his program, Come to the Throne, live at 3 o'clock. He's going to throw open the prayer tent and invite you to call in and join him Uh, for that hour of prayer, the hour of mercy. Uh, In the meantime, if you have special prayer requests, please send them our way. I'm happy to share them with Bruce when he comes in, but I do know that he looks forward to praying with you live over the air uh, by calling in with your prayers. So that's this coming Monday, live at 3 o'clock, June 15th. 
Bruce Tobacco and come to the throne. If you have any special prayer intentions, my brothers and sisters, you can email those intentions to me, and I'll have them here for Bruce when he comes. The email address is simple. It's pray at domesticchurchmedia.org. That's pray at domesticchurchmedia.org. And we get those requests here, and I'll share them with Bruce when he comes in. Um, And uh, I know he loves, actually, uh, more than anything, praying with you live over the years. So don't be afraid to do that. You know, usually every program we get one or two who do call in. Don't be afraid to call in. You need to, because, you know, you never know who's listening, as I said. And as you know, hopefully this, these broadcasts go around the world on all these different platforms that we use to bring the Word of God out to so many people. So you never know who's out there praying, how many people are out there praying. And there is such great and enormous power in the prayers of the faithful. So that's this coming Monday, June 15th, live at 3 o'clock. Bruce Tobacco and come to the throne. And also, my brothers and sisters, again, just to remind you that, as I've shared with you, and I share with you every year around this time, that June, July, and August are our most challenging months as far as fundraising goes. This year, it's different. It's a different different uh, year this year. Usually by now, kids are getting ready to, to get out of school and, and families are making plans for vacations and their shore houses and wherever else they're planning. And a lot of that isn't happening this year, right? Or if it is in scaled down ways or different ways. Um, but aside from all of that, we still need you to support this work. We need Catholic media now more than ever because we need to know that there is a place where we can go to get truth. And, you know, we're not political. We're not a political radio station. We're not a you know, conservative talk radio. We are an apostolate. Our responsibility here is to proclaim the good news, the teachings of Jesus Christ, uh, as he revealed to the church and which Holy Mother Church has faithfully given to us for 2,000 years. That's why we're here. You know, I was thinking about this today. I've been thinking about it a lot. I'm sure most of you have as well. Where is God in all of this? You know, and the problem we have in our culture is that people have removed God from everything. We haven't, obviously. That's why we're here. Uh, And people of goodwill haven't. But people have been conditioned to take their beliefs, their Christianity, and keep it under a bushel in their houses, in their churches. And even now with the situation we find ourselves in, where even the churches are controlled by the culture, how many people can go, when you can have services, the numbers of people. I mean, this is pretty scary stuff, and that's not political. This is a spiritual battle that we find ourselves in. It really is. I believe that with all my heart. I know things now are starting to loosen up a little bit, starting to open up. Uh, and I pray that they, it continues and that we hopefully soon get back to a, a normal way of worship. But it's not going to happen right away from what I'm seeing. Um, so a lot of it is, as we said in the very beginning, you know, when we were locked into our homes, that our homes, which as the church has taught, uh, especially since the Second Vatican Council, our homes are domestic churches, little churches in miniature. 
And so that's where we find ourselves. That's where most of us spend Easter Sunday, right? In Easter, we spend in our domestic churches. And now we're able to get out a little bit. Many of the parishes now are beginning their daily masses again. Uh, Sunday masses now are, 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 as I understand it, this coming Sunday, which is the Feast of Corpus Christi, um, going to be able to have their uh, regular mass schedule or something close to it. You have to check your local parish schedules for all that information. I don't have it, um, but I know that's happening. But I know there's also, we're going to talk about it on Friday uh, a little bit, uh, the music is going to be different, the, the way people uh, worship during the course of Holy Mass is going to be different as far as participation goes. So um, it, it's just an odd situation we find ourselves in. But if we stay close to the Lord and do not fear, you know, our dear St. Pope John Paul II, you can hear him yelling down from heaven, do not be afraid. <laughs> Don't you be afraid. <laughs> he's telling us, you know, because he's just echoing the words of our Lord and not worrying about tomorrow. Today has enough troubles of its own. Don't worry about tomorrow. Jesus is already there. And just go with each day, live in the present moment with Christ and we will see ourselves, he will see us through this situation if we walk with him. Uh, it's a very, very tough thing I know right now, especially with all the disruption, even in aside from the, the virus, but the other side, you know, the other issue that's uh, taking uh, precedence over so many things now are the, 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 the racism issues and the, the, the uh, police issues and as I said, we have to pray for all of that. Pray for people who are victims of hate. Absolutely. I don't care what color they are, what race or creed. You know, we are all children of God. And those who are victims of another person's disdain for them or hatred for them is a, you know, it's a horrible situation that people could, you know, but again, since Cain and Abel, we've had that in our nature. And that's the sad thing. But also, we can't be so myopic in our vision and the way we see these things that we direct anger and, and animosity toward the police or authorities or, or, or individuals and organizations. And it's just a mess. It really is just a mess. So we have to pray. Just pray. And again, I, I say pray for our police you know, these these men and women who put on the uniform every day, the good cops who are out there doing great things. I know we've had situations, not so much anymore, but when we first came into this building, nobody really broke in, but there was, I guess, because of the security, lack of security there. But the Ewing Township Police have always been so wonderful to us here at Domestic Church Media. Just good, good people, good cops. And they did, you know, and, and uh, we're thankful for that. Where would we be without them, you know? So, I don't want to get on that side of it, but that we got to pray. All right, let's go. This is uh, Holy Father Pope Francis uh, this morning uh, during his general audience teaching us that in our darkest moments, God awaits us and is ready to transform us. And he's reflecting on Jacob's struggle with an angel uh, that's described in the book of Genesis. The Holy Father said that 
the episode offered an insight into prayer. Remember now the Holy Father's uh, catechesis for these general audiences for the past couple of months and, and as we go forward for a while will be on prayer. And Pope Francis said this morning, we all have an appointment in the night with God, in the night of our lives, in the many nights of our lives, dark moments, moments of sin, moments of disorientation. You know, as, as, as we try to understand our weak human nature, and it is, and our tendency towards sin, our concupiscence, Holy Father reminds us, look, we all have these moments, these dark moments, what he calls the nights of our lives, the, the, these dark moments of sin and disorientation. He reminds us that there's an appointment with God there always because he will surprise us when we don't expect it, when we find ourselves truly alone. The Holy Father said that in this moment of trial— We'll become aware of our poverty before God, but we'll have nothing to fear because in that very moment, God will give us a new name, which contains the meaning of our whole life. He will charge our hearts and give us the blessing reserved for those who let themselves be changed by him. We talked a little bit about this yesterday. I think we were talking about everybody's past. We all have a past. Hopefully... Today, on this June 10th, 2020, we're better people than we were even a year ago, even a week ago. If we're striving for holiness and personal sanctification, always striving to become the better person. Because we know that we are called to be holy as our Heavenly Father is holy. And in order for us to eventually attain heaven, we'll have to reach that level of of perfection, of holiness. And in this time we have on earth, we have the opportunity available to us on a regular basis to work on that. I know so many of us, but I'm hoping now things are changing. I haven't checked schedules, but uh, as far as even confessions go, you know, the sacrament, uh, sacramental schedule for each parish, if confessions are available, I'd love to have that available to us. We'd be happy to put that out over the air just every now and then, individual churches, who's having confessions and who's having masses, etc. But I think confession is so important because people have been away in so many cases. So many people have been away from it for, for, for such a long time. You know, we long to get back into that. I do anyway, to get back into that sacrament. Um, Because we have these nights, as Pope Francis described it, these moments of of darkness and sin. But the Holy Father reminds us that God will change our hearts. You know, he, he, he wants nothing more than for us to be with him forever in heaven. And Holy Father says this is a beautiful, a beautiful invitation to let ourselves be changed by God. He knows how to do it because he knows each one of us. You know, the Lord knows you and me, each one of us as an individual, so much better than we even know ourselves. We were talking last Friday with uh, Father Chris Ayler, 
who wrote the book Beyond Suicide, or After Suicide, who, as a, a member of the, uh, the uh, Marians up there at Stockbridge, that promotes the divine mercy devotion and message, which is such a beautiful message that reminds us that God wants nothing more than for us to accept the mercy that he offers to each and every soul, especially at that moment of transition entering into his presence. Because we, we need it. We need it. That God, in this life, as we live it, as we go through day in, day out, extends this invitation to let ourselves be changed by him. Because he knows each one of us. There's that wonderful psalm, I believe, it's 139, but, you know, I'm Catholic, so I can't quote the exact number, (laughs) where... The psalmist says to the Lord, you knit me in the womb. You, even before a day was, a, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, you knew me. And, you know, God knows and loves each one of us so intimately. It's hard for us to imagine because we're so, we're so mortal. <laughs> you know, we're so... We're 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 so uh, uh, um, I would say what's what's the word I'm looking for uh, finite. We're so finite in our thinking that we can't go beyond that into the infinite, to God's realm. God, no one understands God's ways. His ways are not our ways. So for us to say he he knows us better than we know ourselves, you know, the Scripture tells us he can count every hair on our head. Every person ever existing existed, God knew that intimately. But he can change us, Pope Francis reminds us. And he, uh, again, he was continuing this cycle of catechesis on prayers and reflecting on the life of Jacob, the son of Isaac, and the grandson of Abraham. He noted that Jacob had a difficult relationship with his brother Esau. He said from an early age, there was a rivalry between them. And it will never be overcome later. Jacob is the second son. They were twins. But by deception, he manages to obtain the blessing and birthright from his father Isaac. It is only the first of a long series of ploys of which this unscrupulous man is capable. And after Jacob was forced to flee, the Holy Father said he became a successful self-made man, excelling at business and marrying a woman he loved. But one day he felt a call to return home where his brother awaited him, and he made the long journey with a caravan of people and animals stopping to rest by the stream at Jabak. Jabak. The Holy Father said here in the book of Genesis offers us a memorable page. It tells us that the patriarch, after having made all his people and all the cattle, which was a lot, cross the stream, remain alone on the foreign shore, and he thinks what awaits him the next day. What will be the attitude of his brother Esau, from whom he stole the birthright? Jacob's mind is a whirlwind of thoughts, Pope Francis said. And as it gets dark, suddenly a stranger grabs him and begins to fight with him. The catechism says, from this account, 
the spiritual tradition of the church has retained the symbol of prayer as a battle of faith, as the triumph of perseverance. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I really make an effort, and I've been making this effort for a long time now, to pray morning prayer, evening prayer, and there are times where I can get in the, the daytime prayers, the mid-morning and the midday prayers, the mid-afternoon prayer, but especially the morning prayer and evening prayer and night prayer. I really, and sometimes it is an effort. Sometimes I think, especially at night, I'm so tired, I'm just going to roll over and go to sleep, but I, I, I have to pray my night prayer. I really make that effort. And it's a persevering desire to triumph, really, through prayer in this life. And the Holy Father noted that according to Genesis 32, Jacob struggled with the stranger throughout the night, never letting go of his opponent. But although he finally won the battle, he received a crippling injury. This mysterious wrestler, as the Holy Father called him, declared that now Jacob wouldn't be known as Israel. But when Jacob asked the stranger for his name, the stranger didn't reveal it, but simply blessed him. Jacob then realized he had met God. And he said, wrestling with God, a metaphor for prayer. At times, other times, Jacob had shown himself capable of dialogue with God, of feeling him as a friendly and close presence. But on that night, through a struggle that lasted a long time and which saw him almost succumb, the patriarch came out changed. He changed his name. He changed his way of life. He changed his personality. He came out changed. And that was through the struggle of prayer, the Holy Father said. So prayer is so important in our daily lives, in whatever way we can. I love the formal prayer, but there are so many times where I just love the conversational prayer with God himself. I just pour out my heart to him, speak to him in my silence, which he hears. And we should always do that, be open and honest. Of course, he knows. (laughs) He knows what we're going to say even before we say it. But that wonderful perseverance in prayer that takes us to the next level, it changes us, Holy Father said. It changes us. Uh, Take a break. When I come back, more right here. Don't go away. Mike Walsh, co-host of Talking Catholic. Every week, our show will bring you in-depth interviews with the hardworking people doing the Lord's work in parishes, schools, and ministries. Our increasingly secularized world often makes it easy to forget that we are surrounded by wonderful workers in the vineyard. On Talking Catholic, we will bring you their perspectives on how we can better serve God and our neighbors. Tune in to Talking Catholic on Sundays at 11 a.m. and Mondays at 4 p.m. 
Want to work a virtual miracle for your church or charity? Here's something so brilliant yet so simple and meaningful, you have to check it out. It's an internet site called GoodShop.com. GoodShop.com has created a way that lets you support any charity of your choice, and it costs you nothing. The good news is 700 of the largest internet retailers, stores you already visit online, have teamed up with GoodShop.com to give back a percentage of every purchase you make to your favorite cause. Before you buy anything online, go to GoodShop.com, select the charity you care about most, and then click over to your favorite store. Shop as you normally would, pay nothing extra, and a donation will be made to your favorite charity. It's that easy. Visit GoodShop.com today and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity, and a portion of your internet purchase will be donated to Domestic Church Media and enable us to continue to bring you outstanding Catholic radio. That's GoodShop.com, and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity. GoodShop.com. 60 Seconds with Mother Angelica. Now when you've got Jesus in your heart, then and then only can you see and find your real self. You know why? Because you're not afraid to look at yourself. You're not going around pretending you're something you're not. If you're an angry person, you got the guts to say, I am an angry person. But with the grace of God and the power of His Spirit... The power of spirit. I can become like who? Like Jesus. Not like me. Not like the best in me, but like Jesus in me. You see, it's very, very important that when you go around looking for yourself, that you try to find out who you are, that you have Jesus in your heart. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. Here is Mother Angelica speaking about Catholic Radio. There's six billion people, and we got to reach them all. It's people like you, radio stations like your own. And I hope sincerely that people will support you because we need Catholic Radio. We need Catholic television. And if we don't have it, we shall answer to God for that because we are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. We're bound by Won't you help us spread the good word by praying for us and by making a tax-deductible gift payable to Domestic Church Media, P.O. Box 7509, Trenton, 08628, or by going to our website, wfjs.org, and making a secure online donation using your Visa or MasterCard. Please contact us today. God love you. We need Catholic Radio. We are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. From Ambler to Avon by the Sea, Burlington to Bradley Beach, from Yardley to Yardville, Bryn Athen to Brielle, Nishanik Station to Normandy Beach, Princeton to Pendell, proclaiming the joy of the gospel on Domestic Church Catholic Radio. Welcome back, my friends. I'm so happy to have you here on this June 10th, 2020. 2020, my goodness. <laughs> Wednesday, though, middle of the week. Although, I, you know, weekends, unless you're back at work, and I hope most of you are getting back there soon, weekends, uh, you know, are not really weekends anymore. Anyway, I was I was sharing. We had a we had a, a board of directors meeting on uh, 
on Saturday by phone. Obviously, we weren't here as we normally are, but by phone. And uh, just kind of give you an update on how things are going here and what we're doing. And I was saying, for me personally, nothing's really changed because I'm here. I come over here every day and do my do my work and get things, uh, continuing to get things moving, you know, and keep everything operating. And uh, Cheryl comes over and helps me. And it's not really changed for me. But I know for many of you, uh, your routines have changed drastically. And I know we're all longing for that time to get back to normal and, and uh here we are, you know, fast approaching the really heart of the summer, July and August, and uh, is going to be different, I guess. Hope, hopefully, things will begin to lighten up quicker and sooner, so people can actually go in the water, <laughs> into, into the the ocean, uh, as opposed to just hopping along the sand, looking at it. And are they still charging it on the beaches? I think are they? It's crazy. If you can't go in the water, what are they charging you for? If they are, I don't know. I've not been down there, so I'm not sure. We'll have to ask our friend Jim. I know he was down there. Uh, let's see. So, again, a quick reminder that uh, if you can support us, my friends, you can write to us here at Domestic Church Media, P.O. Box 7509 Trenton 08628. That's Domestic Church Media, P.O. Box 7509 Trenton 08628. And uh, the check can be made out to Domestic Church Media. And if you haven't had a chance to support us yet, my brothers and sisters, would you please prayerfully consider making a summertime gift to get us through these months? Uh, we have postponed our Radiothon. We have not yet chosen a date, but uh, I believe we are going to have it in the fall. Um, but because we did not have it in the spring, we don't have those funds that normally carry us through these months. So we come to you now. And say, please help us. Domestic Church Media, P.O. Box 7509, Trenton, 08628. Uh, okay, so back in um, uh, the fourth Sunday of Easter, our Holy Father, Pope Francis, was giving a little uh, teaching on how to discern the voice of God. And there was an author here whose name is Kathleen Hattrop, who kind of took that uh, little mini lesson from Pope Francis and expanded on it in this article. And I thought it was very interesting. Uh, We went over a few of them last week. Um, Am I still free? Am I being flattered? Am I looking forward? Am I in the present moment? And I want to go over some more of these with you. And this is one, again, this is how to discern if the voice that we are are hearing, not necessarily audibly, but interiorly, however we feel that prompting of of God, how to discern whether or not it is God or is it it Satan himself? Because Satan will come and he tries to, you know, get us to do his bidding, and uh, sometimes he even comes as an angel of light. Is it about my ego? Two voices raise different questions in us. This is something very interesting. That which comes from God will be, what is good for me? Instead, the tempter 
Satan will insist on another question. What do I feel like doing? Excuse me. God will ask, what is good for me? In other words, you know, our salvation, basically. But the tempter will insist on another question, what do I feel like doing? When I feel like the evil voice always revolves around the ego, its impulses, its needs, everything straight away. It's like the tantrums of a child. Everything and now. The voice of God instead never promises joy at a low price. It invites us to go beyond our ego to find the true good and peace. You see, we live in a... I was, it's funny, I was listening to the other day, I was driving, and I have that little Alexa thing in my car, and with the Amazon device, and I'm sure you can do it with Google as well, the home speaker device, you can say, you know, play any any song. I'm telling you, any song, any artist. I would sometimes will be driving and say, play me music from 1933, and it'll start playing music from 1933. But um, I grew up a Beatles fan when I was growing up in the 60s and 70s, 60s when the Beatles were active, and uh, that's why it's how I learned to play the guitar. I would play Beatles songs. And the Beatles' last album was Let It Be, the Let It Be album, which if you know the song... Uh, Paul McCartney, who wrote it, sings, Mother Mary, come to me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be. And when it first came out, and this is aside from what I was going to share with you, but when when that song first came out, this is the truth. I was a freshman in high school, and do you know that we played that song at Mass in 1970? Mother Mary, come to me, let it be, let it be. Paul McCartney was not at all referring to the Blessed Mother. I heard recently an interview with him. Of course, Mr. McCartney, Sir Paul, as they say, is now close to 80 years old. Uh, But he had a dream. His mother passed away when he was a teenager. And he had a dream that his mother, whose name was Mary, his mother in real life, his, his mother's name was Mary, came to him in a dream because he was... I guess going through something, anxiety or something, and she said, um, just let it be, just let it be, in his dream. And that's how the song, that was the genesis of the song. Anyway, there's another song on that album called I, Me, Mine. <laughs> and uh, it's very indicative of that era, the I, me, mine generation. It was all about the ego. It was all about me. And this article warns us that if the voice in us raises the question, what do I feel like doing or what... uh, you know, what's in it for me, basically. Not the voice of God. The voice of God instead never promises joy at a low price, the article says. It invites us to go beyond our ego to find the true good. 
beyond the self, right? Another discerning question is, what aftertaste does it leave? Let us remember, evil never gives us peace. It causes frenzy first and leaves bitterness later. This is the style of evil. The struggles we have in this world, especially the struggle to overcome the side of us and the parts of us and the characteristics that we have and the, the habits, whatever it might be, that we, we need to overcome to be a better person. Evil will never give us peace. I remember one time I was talking with our dear friend of happy memory, Father Andrew Apostoli, who was a wonderful friend of this apostolate for many, many years. Even before the apostolate began, uh, Cheryl and I got to know Father Andrew Apostoli and become friends with him from a distance. Of course, he lived up in Yonkers, and we didn't see him often, but he was always very— if I ever had a question or emailed or called, he was always, Jim, how are you, he'd say. He was such a good— Holy priest, God rest his soul. But one time I was going through a, a few things, in uh, I think all leading up to the apostolate, trying to discern, because I had a spiritual director as well. But I was, I was with Father Andrew with, with something, and I just began to have conversation with him about what I was feeling and what direction I felt the Lord was asking me to go in. And, uh, you know, I mentioned I, my, my, you know, I've been working with my spiritual director on this, and it was, you know, it was a transition point because for 15 years, or at that point, I guess it was, yeah, I guess around 15 years, I had been with uh, FedEx, which was a wonderful company to work for. They were very good to their employees. I'm sure they still are. I don't, I've been out of there for 20 years, but uh, when I was there, they were very good. And, and as far as compensation goes and benefits and uh, retirement and 401k, all that was very good. Very secure. And I was beginning to feel the pull out of that into Catholic radio, which at the time was in its infancy. There were only maybe maybe 10 other stations in the entire country. And feeling led, and I had, a, I had my spiritual director, I had my dear friend, retired priest, Father Doherty at our parish, who I would talk with. And in this occasion, I happened to be talking with Father Andrew, apostoli. And he stopped and he said, Jim, he said, when you think about doing that, are you at peace? Because that was a key. Because as this article said, evil will never give us peace. Now, don't you think the devil would have loved to have me leave the security of all of that with a wife and young children and raising a family to fall flat on my face and, and lose everything. But I, I had an enormous peace in all of it. Cheryl did too. And that was a key sign for us that it was of God because the, 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 the evil will never give us peace. It will always cause frenzy and, and bitterness so in discerning, especially major decisions, is this God's will? Is this what God wants for us? 
being at peace with it is a key. Um, another consideration here, the voice of uh, am I seeking light or hiding? The voice of God and that of the tempter finally speak in different environments. The enemy prefers darkness, falsehood, gossip. The Lord loves light, truth, and sincere transparency. So we find ourselves uh, getting into this gossipy, calumniating types of situation, detraction, uh, you know, trying to make a decision, but 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 kind of um, stretching the truth. This is not from God. God loves truth, light, sincerity, transparency. And look at our cult. Look at look at the culture today. You know, I we shared with you yesterday some of that letter from uh, Archbishop uh, Vigano, where he wrote to the president. President Trump, and, and talked about the spiritual battle that this country is in between light and darkness. What are people believing and what is it based on? If all we, if, if people use the mainstream media and social media as their sole source of information on how they form opinion about any given issue or individual, and they're getting that from sources of information that only have a one-sided uh, um, viewpoint of, again, a situation or an individual that may not be true or may be partially true only, well, that's deception. That's not from God. So we have to be very, very careful about that. Another consideration, am I led to trust? The enemy will say to us, close yourself up in yourself. Besides, no one understands and listens to you. Don't trust anyone. Goodness, on the contrary, invites us to open up, to be clear and trusting in God and in others. What's the, what's the divine mercy message? Jesus, I trust in you. Well, the enemy doesn't want us to trust anyone. Wants, to, wants us always to be suspicious of everyone and everything. So we're never going to be at peace. I think sometimes, because Cheryl and I have had this discussion that men have a much easier time of compartmentalizing situations, you know, taking it and, okay, that's it, <laughs> putting it over here until I take that out again and I'm not going to even think about it. In the old days, remember the old days when you'd go to work on a Monday morning? You work till Friday, Friday, 5 o'clock. You'd leave the the office and in those days, because I do remember this, this is how old I am, uh, where there was no email. Remember those days where you had no email? No such thing as email? And you'd leave the office at 5 o'clock, and that was it. They, 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 they wouldn't call you. They couldn't get in touch with you. You weren't 
reading or answering anybody's correspondence via email. That was done until Monday morning when you went back to your desk. This uh, technology destroyed a little. I do remember, though, when we first did get email available to us, I'm going to say 1986 or 87. Again, I was at FedEx. And it was fascinating to me on the computer, but it was at work only. You couldn't, there were no smartphones and there, was no, there were no PCs at home for the most part. Nobody, not, you know, majority of people didn't have that thing or laptops or tablets or other, other devices. But I do remember, and it probably was in the early 1990s when the company made email available to us at home. And I thought, wow, how neat is this? We can read emails at home now, our work emails at home. Little did I know that was the devil in disguise, because now, right, that's all we do. It takes a lot to take that side of your your work life and put it aside and you know for the weekend. So we really can't compartmentalize all that. But the point here is is that if we are being prompted to not trust, to mistrust, that that that's not from God, because goodness, God invites us to open up to be clear and trusting in God and others. Sometimes that can be a problem in today's culture because, you know, a lot of times what we do is we project our own goodness on another person and his or her intentions and, and actions. And we think, well, how, how could that not be? Because I wouldn't do that or I wouldn't say that. And another person does and it finds us, kind of catches us off guard and almost in disbelief. So... In paying attention to these voices in our hearts, we need to ask ourselves where they come from and pray for the grace to recognize and follow the voice of the Good Shepherd. And this was a teaching from Pope Francis on Good Shepherd Sunday, the fourth Sunday of of Easter. Because in today's world, sometimes we don't know where anything what is true, what is not true. It's like the, the, the question Pilate asked, you know, Pilate asked Jesus himself face-to-face, nose-to-nose, what is truth? Looking truth in the eye didn't even recognize him. In today's world, we find so much distraction uh, and, and, and misunderstanding and confusion, and that's not from God. The devil is the master of division, the master of confusion, the master of deception. He wants nothing more than for us to mistrust and to be on edge and to be uh, uh, um, distracted from truth. So in those decisions that we find ourselves uh, faced with day in and day out and whatever course of life we're in, whatever, whether it be, a, you know, whatever stage of life, we're, we're always making decisions that are going to affect the rest of our life in one way or another. 
Discern those voices. Pay attention. Pray. The Lord will let his light shine on that, and he'll let you know. And it gets back to what Holy Father was teaching from his general audience today about that, that struggle in prayer. You know, the devil doesn't want us to pray. He doesn't want us communicating with God. He'd rather have us off doing something else. To And sadly, our, 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 again, our society reflects that uh, um, very much so in that having taken God out of so many areas of life, people have forgotten even how to communicate with God. And they gradually allow themselves to become farther and farther separated from him to the point of of having no relationship whatsoever. And that's a scary thing because there will come a time in our life in this world when it will end. And although our physical bodies will cease to have life, our mortal soul has eternal life. And at that moment, the soul goes before God for, for particular judgment. And we have to pray that the merciful Lord will look upon each and every soul with that compassion that we hear so much about in the Divine Mercy message, but also that the soul will be open to receiving that mercy. But while we go through this life, the Lord speaks to our hearts, but so does the devil. He comes after us in many, many ways. My brothers and sisters, before I go, again, we're going to give you our address. Please, if you can, help us out here at Domestic Church Media so we can bring you all these fine EWTN Catholic programs on a regular basis. Please support us. Domestic Church Media, P.O. Box 7509, Trenton, 08628. That's Domestic Church Media, P.O. Box 7509, Trenton, 08628. I'll be back tomorrow, God willing. Have a great rest of your day. My name is Jim Manfredonia. Thanks for listening. God bless you, and God love you. Rest in me.